When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys on this Victory Monday. Let's go freaking Niners. And not only is it just a Victory Monday, because any win's a good win. And we're, we're going to hear some from the press conferences from some of the players. I'm going to play some of those. We're going to go over player grades in the win versus Seattle. But at the same time, we got to hold in tension in this tension, this the context of what this game meant. And what the NFL parameters are for standings, for playoff seedings, for divisional matchups, for divisional wins, all those things. Because the win over Seattle is enough to spend several hours on. First time in Pete Carroll's history, he has lost four consecutive games in a row. We did that to him. Beat him two out of those four. First time in the 49ers history to beat the Seattle Seahawks five consecutive times. First time ever. 11 straight divisional wins is what you were at. Now you're at 12. That is complete and utter domination. The likes of the 49ers have never seen before. 12 consecutive division wins? That's huge. Not to mention what happened. The Cowboys beat the Eagles. Now you're the number one seed in the NFC. You overcome the three-game skid, which is frustrating. But you got to go through something. You, you come out red hot if you're the 49ers, right? Start the season. And that's new territory. You go 5-0. and You're blowing out everybody. Then you lose three games to not great opponents. But then you win five in a row again against great opponents. On the road opponents. Doesn't matter. So 5-0, 0-3, 5-0. Here you are. You're 10-3. and You're the best team in the NFL. And, you know, if you want to put the Ravens in there, that's been a lot of the conversation. Well, guess what? You got a Christmas present. You get to test how good they are against you. They just beat the Rams in overtime. We'll see what that looks like. So we're going to go over a lot of different things. We're going to talk. We got a lot of stuff here, but none more important than the people that are joining us live. Appreciate you guys. All the hashtag CCs. Absolutely love it. You guys are the best as always. Love this. What's up, Kim? How are we doing, guys? Oh, Chris. What's up, Chris? 
the tailgate was a huge success for the people that came out. I think everybody had a wonderful time. We were able to give away a lot of stuff. Everybody left, you know, we had food and liquor left over, which is always a, a big surprise. But the international community was just incredible. Not one, but two people coming out from Australia, which was so cool. Cristiano, uh, he came out from Brazil. It was wonderful hanging out. And everybody that had the opportunity, uh, obviously, I can't go through all the names on here. I had 100-plus there. But the community just continues to grow. And bridging this online community, which is growing everywhere, which is so cool, um, but also the in-person community. And so I just want to say thank you for all the opportunities I've had to put faces to these awesome names and these tags that come in, uh, like Dave and so many other amazing people. Um, it, it's freaking awesome. I'm the luckiest guy in the world, and I understand that's not lost on me, and I'm very thankful because with you guys, um, I get the opportunity to continue to do this, and I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon until I do something stupid and lose my job, <laughs> but I'm my own boss, so we'll see here. What's up, Coach Cruz? Always the best. Juan Salas, the man. We got royalty in the house all over the place. What's up, Steven? How we doing, man? Uh, has a team ever had three 1,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard running back? The closest to do so was the Colts with Edron James, Reggie Wayne, um, all those guys. They had Peyton Manning, but I don't think they had the three. I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, but guess who won the MVP that year? Peyton Manning, despite being surrounded by quote-unquote playmakers. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Those things are going to come. We're going to be able to see those play out because every record is right there on the cusp. For Brock Purdy and this offense and all those things, you know, uh, one one of the stats that got put out there, and man, I had it, I had it. What's it called? Bookmarked, but Twitter's being weird. Aaron Schatz puts out, you know, the best offense and defense and DVOA and all this, whatever. The 49ers are currently the fifth best team in NFL history as far as a DVO concept. Whenever you're looking at offense and defenses combined. They are the complete team, not fifth best team this year, all the way back to, I think it's like 1982, whenever they started tracking this fifth best ever, ever this team, they're putting some, they're putting some stuff out there and you come back from this win. Okay. So let's just talk about this 28 to 16. You beat your division opponent by 12 points, right? Multiple scores. Was it a dominating win? Eh, maybe not. There were some issues. You had the turnovers. Uh, you know, Ayuk I, played incredibly well, but still, two turnovers is rough. It, that one, we finished the film breakdown of the offense this morning. That's already up. So if you want to go watch those, the entire first half's up. Got up early and got got chomping on that one. After this show, I got to go unload the U-Haul. I haven't done that yet uh, from the tailgate, but that's okay. Um, so the 49ersrush.com, those are already up. And on our Patreon channel, links in the description of this video. Uh, before it's all said and done, every single play, offense, defense, special teams is up for the past three years. You can go watch those all. You know, because I tagged the ones on Patreon. Like, you know, I type in 49ers for Seahawks. We have 28 <laughs> videos of just 49ers against the Seahawks. So you got all that up there. Uh, that is there. That is there. Uh, what's up, Joe? Appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you for being here. Juan. Uh, feels great beating the Seahawks. Feels even better being the number one seed. And, and let, let's talk about that. If the playoffs happen today, uh, which there's still two Monday night football games, so there's going to be some flux, but it has nothing to do with the 49ers. The 49ers are locked and loaded as the one seed in the NFC. But if the playoffs were today, 
Cowboys are two because they have a better uh, division record than the Eagles. So the Eagles went from one to five. Oh, ouch. Um, even though there's three 10 and three teams, 49ers own the head ahead against the Cowboys, beat them by 32 points. They own the head to head against the Eagles, beat them by 23 points, and they have better conference records. So every tiebreaker known to man, the 49ers have. They just have to have the only way the Cowboys or Eagles can pass the Niners is that they have a better overall record. That's it. So it would be the Cowboys versus the Packers, the 2 7 matchup, Lions, who lost again. 3-6 matchup against the Vikings. That's a fun one. And the Bucks, who every single year, that NFC South is the JV division of the NFL at 6-7 and seven, with a losing record or winning their division, would host the Eagles. That's hilarious to me. Um, that's, that, that's so... Obviously, things are going to change. But whenever we look at just what everybody has in store, well, guess what? Yeah, we're the one seed. We're traveling to the Arizona Cardinals next week, which I'm super pumped about because, uh, man, right now it's just an easy way to talk about this. We're hanging out with Patrick Willis this weekend in Arizona. I hope you're coming out, baby, because this is going to be an absolute blast. We're going to be at McFadden Saturday night, 2 to 7 p.m. Come meet the legend, Patrick Willis. It's just going to be absolutely awesome. Then we got our tailgate the next day, and if you haven't been to one of our tailgates, we don't miss. We don't miss. Uh, it's very important to me we don't miss. We pay way too much money to make sure we have enough for everybody and then some. And so we're going to continue that standing. Uh, come party with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Now, the 49ers play Arizona this week at Arizona. We haven't been there in years since COVID. Last year, we went to Mexico City, which was incredible. But, man, you're going into Arizona, already the biggest point spread of the week, 13.5 point favorites. Now, Kyler Murray's back. They're playing some good ball, whatever else. But you are going back-to-back -back weeks with the largest point spread in the NFL against division opponents? That never happens in the NFL. This 49ers team is different. Cowboys, look at them. They're going to Buffalo. That's not an easy game by any stretch. Not at all. Detroit, they've got Denver. And the Eagles, guess what? They're going up to Seattle. They're worn out. They could definitely lose that game. So it really, it doesn't matter because if Seattle wins, that helps us as far as seeding. If the Eagles win, then we lock up our division. The division is ours. I mean, that's just right there, especially with the Rams and Seahawks losing. We have a three-game lead on them now, right? But they both have losing records. They're six and seven. The 49ers could lose out and we would tie them for a record. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's how good the 49ers have been and are. They're the best team in the NFL. That's that's all there is. It's uh, right here. What's up, Red Jet? She says, hey, get out with my hero. Man, I, I'm the biggest Patrick Willis fan ever. I am so excited. I am so excited. Snoopy says he'll be there. That's what's up, man. Appreciate you, Snoop. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. Now, yeah, the polls on uh, YouTube are always weird. Sonia says, having a hard time seeing it. So I just asked a very simple question. 49ers have four games left. Um, those games are, here's the 49ers schedule. At Arizona, at home versus Baltimore, at Washington, then back at home versus the Rams. How many wins do the 49ers get? One, two, three, or four? Right now, 64% says four wins to you know walk out the year. And it's funny because I think there's probably going to be a hiccup in there. Not saying they're going to lose a game. But I wouldn't be shocked if they are. The NFL's weird. 
But whenever you look at last year and you went on that 12-game win streak to close it out, this team is built for that. They're built for that. And so, I don't know, man. 4-0 is by far the most likely. That Christmas game against, you know, Baltimore, that's going to be a home run, freaking, you know, slugfest, whatever you want to call it. Two of the best defenses in the NFL, two of the best running offenses in the NFL, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, I understand the stats really aren't there for Lamar Jackson, but that offense is operating at a healthy clip. So, again, they're a – how do I say this? Their team works well together, right? Complementary football is what makes the 49ers so damn good. Baltimore is right there behind them, uh, the 49ers. So we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. It's going to be a test. But, man, whew. Yeah, yeah, Eric says, we got some trolls in here picking one. That's okay. Trolls are welcome here. Uh, just be respectful of other people. That's fine. Don't mind trash talk. That's always welcomed. Different opinions, different fan bases. Come on, man. We ain't got no problems with you. But we know what they are. That's okay. They Be, be who you are. That's what I always say. Now, let's get real quick before we jump into our grades. We we had this awesome comment, and you know I'm, I'm with you right here, David. Says, you know, the only thing that could derail this team is injuries. And it seems our defense is getting hurt more than the offense. Is there anything we can do to mitigate that? Injuries are just a part of football. And it's not like the injuries that are being suffered are all similar or on top of each other. <clears throat> it's all over the place. And so it, here's Kyle Shanahan with the injury report last night after the win. Um, injuries from the game. Uh, we had uh, Charverius Ward had a groin. Uh, never returned. Oren Burke's knee. Um, Hargrave hamstring didn't return and Greenlaw hip. He did come back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you got three injuries right there. You know, the the Hargrave one took a big – I'm sorry. The Greenlaw one took a big hit. He was out, but he came back in and played great. So that's huge. We'll have to see how that goes. But not too concerned whenever he kept playing. Like, for example, if we just look at, you know, where – I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull it up here, his snap count. Dre Greenlaw played 56 out of 59 snaps. He missed three snaps. But – Let's talk about the two big injuries. Number one, Charvarius Ward. 
Charvarius Ward did not play much at all. He played four snaps. And what there are four awesome snaps. He was out of the first drive. And so that's where it gets rough because now it's like, holy cow, what do we do? Well, now we're going back between nickel and base, right? Well, then we lose our base defensive linebacker, our 4-3 guy, Oren Burks. He played six snaps. So now it's like, ah, now we're struggling. DFF comes in. He was terrible. He only played 10 snaps, but DFF's not good. Uh, he's terrible on special teams this year. He's terrible on defense. He played 10 snaps. He had a 29.5 grade, was the second worst graded player for the 49ers offense and defense combined, had one missed tackle, allowed one catch for 26 yards on one target. He did nothing positive. I haven't done all the defensive film yet, but wherever 45 was, it was bad. So that is something to watch because we're going to have to see what that looks like long-term. I, I don't know because like, it's a knee issue with Burks, so we'll have to see. Burks has played great football all damn year. DFF comes in on base downs, worried about that. I really am. I would much rather prefer somebody else, but you got to go with what you got. 49ers love DFF. They really do. I don't know why, but we'll see. They trust him a lot. Again, I don't understand why the film doesn't support that, but he's a locker room guy. Everybody loves him there, and I'm hoping that he rises to the occasion. Now, Isaiah Oliver came in. Ugh, I had, you know, not great. Not great. Not terrible either. He played 39 snaps, Isaiah Oliver. That is problematic. Two missed tackles. Don't like that. But he had three solo stops. I really felt like and this just seems to be Isaiah Oliver's thing. He's a slow starter. He's a slow starter. Whenever he comes in, he gets picked on. Comes in after halftime, calms down, makes plays. I thought he played great in the second half. I really did. Um, first half, not so much. But yeah, so like we've got these injuries now. And that's huge. Ambry Thomas, you know, you look at, you know, he was the lowest graded player out of all the starters. Had a 49.5 grade. I didn't think he played terrible. He was only targeted twice, but one of them was for a touchdown. No missed tackles. But, like, you couldn't protect him when Charvarius Ward went out. Demo played incredible. You've got some weaknesses. But at the same time, like, listen, and this is what's important. you got to put it in context. One of the best receiving cores in the NFL, listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about the secondary and how important it was. And, again, thank you, Juan Salas, for all these clips, buddy. Yeah, I thought they were huge. I mean, just uh, such a challenge going against their receivers, um, all of them. Um, you know, especially, I mean, Lockett and DK and um, – you know, you know how good Mooney has done versus them, um, especially versus um, DK here in the past. And to lose him early in the game was stressful, especially when they hit a, a go route uh, on that series, too, to get the touchdown. But uh, that was about it after that. You know, I thought Ambry had a hell of a game. Uh, I think he's been playing his best football here. I'm so proud of him getting that penalty, not retaliating back. Uh, thought Demo was unbelievable today. I wish he would have got that pick. I know Nick feels a little bit bad about that, but, um, you know, Hated his retaliation, but we'll deal with that on our own. Um, and then I thought Isaiah stepped it up too. I mean, we, we had to move guys around, and Isaiah's been a stud. Um, he's ready for everything at any time in the game. Last week versus Philly, he had to go in and play safety on the second play when Gip went out. And then it was kind of the same thing this week. Just we had to bump Demo outside and get him back to nickel, and those guys had a real good game. I'll say this, like, I'm not as out on Isaiah Oliver as everybody else is because he is tough and he plays well. Coverage ain't his thing, which is hard, but I did think that he played relatively well. Um, 
going from safety to nickel is not easy. That's two completely different positions. But at the same time, Demo going outside to inside to outside to inside, that's not the same thing either. So you've got these versatile pieces, which every draft year, <laughs> you guys know, when John uh, Lynch and Kyle Shanahan sit down and talk about a player, you know, versatility, versatility, versatility. And then there was versatility. And, you know, we really think they're versatile, right? Like they just hit those words on repeat. And this is the result of that. You get these guys that you can play in multiple spots. That's key. Now, Mooney Ward goes out in the first drive, but he was up. You know, he was working on the sideline, stationary bike, in the blue tent, out of the blue tent, high knees, trying to get loose. It was a groin issue. And then once they took his helmet away and he wasn't going back in the game, that dude was hyped on the sidelines. He, he was up there, man. Every time the 49ers came his way on the sideline, he was pumping people up. I love the culture that that dude brings. I really hope he's a long-term Niner. I do. I really, really, really do. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, Roberto says, you know, DFF is for special teams only. Man, I am curious, real quick. I'm I'm gonna look this up because, you know, we break down every single special teams play, every single freaking time, like every time. Sixty-four players have taken snaps for special teams this year for the 49ers DFS ranked 59th on the season special teams, just special teams 59th. Now all the players ranked. He has 230 special team snaps. That's a lot. 230. Nobody below him. Like Eric Harris, 33 snaps below him. Chris Conley, 20. Randy Gregory, 29, swelling. He's not on the team anymore. Jerry McNichols, McNichols, six. Like, he's not even good at special teams this year. Consistently bad on tape. Consistently. Penalties, all that stuff, like, not good. So, I, I don't know. Like, I get that, like, he was on the, spe- you know, the uh, Pro Bowl ballot last year for, like, special teamer, and I was just like, man, these people do not watch film. It uh, should have been, should have been Samuel Womack, Agent Zero. That dude is. Um, right here, Sean says, how did D Winters look? You know, he didn't play a lot, but he didn't look bad. He only had two snaps. So, like, yeah, we'll see. He was only out there twice. But with D Winters, it's splash play on, splash play off. So he gives up huge plays. He makes huge plays. That's just part of being a rookie. And you got to kind of, you know, get to the point where y- you can – mitigate that now sticking with the positives and i got to talk about this guy jair freaking brown jair brown baby i thought had his worst game out of three sample size right his worst game was last week against the eagles jalen hurts is not a good quarterback though and missed a lot of those opportunities he had blown coverages three or four like touchdown blown coverages this game number one rated player for the 49ers defense finished with an 88.3 grade Played 59 out of 59 snaps. Had one pressure. That's what's up. He had two uh, pass rush plays. Uh, five tackles. Two solo stops. Targeted twice. Gave up one catch for three yards. With the interception. Rookie, watch out, baby. I, I mean, and this is the thing, right? Last week, Eagles bad. This week, good. What's the difference? He's already prepared for the Seahawks. He knew what was coming. Rookies don't know what's coming and how teams are going to attack them, the strengths and the speed of players, all those different things. Well, now he was in a vet situation because he had the answers to the quiz. 
moving forward, he's not going to have that luxury anymore. But I'm hoping this step can bring confidence because he's a confident damn player. You watch him on tape, like, he's not a hesitation guy. He goes out there, and, man, he wants to hit. He wants to hit everybody all the damn time. It's just what he wants to do. So I'm excited about him. I, I really, really am. And, you know, just just watch it 2-7 out there. Yeah, here we go. Let's listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about the rookie, Jair Brown. Yeah, awesome player. I, I see the same thing. I mean, he doesn't shy away from contact. He loves to be downhill and hit people. Um, and he's got really good vision on the ball. There was a couple times today that ball hung up in the air, and he had one pick. Would have had two, but Fred intercepted it from him. Uh, I think it was him back there, but Fred ended up going like this. It was an awesome job. I think it was Jair letting up and not both of them going for it at the same time because then it would have been incomplete. But um, he got his opportunity, as we stated a while, a month ago. He'd been ready for his opportunity, the way he's been handling everything, and that's why now just the more experience he gets, he, the better he gets. It's just, it's really remarkable what this kid's doing. And, you know, the 49ers don't like rookies to play. The plan wasn't for Jair Brown to play. But credit to Steve Wilkes, because Steve Wilkes was sneaking reps in for Jair Brown every damn week. Two snaps here, one snap there. On the defensive side, despite, like, you're taking Huff off and giving him snaps when he was healthy. You're taking Gip off, giving him snaps healthy, preparing for this contingency, and it's paying dividends. Long term. You guys know what I'm going to say here. Jair Brown and Huff back there. I'm not trying to look past Gip. I'm not at all. But let's just be honest. Like, dude's 30 plus years old and he's long in the tooth. And I like Gip. He's great. But getting these two physical bruisers out there, whew, it's exciting looking forward that this roster can continually improve. Ah, now, sticking with. Um, Top-rated defensive players for our greats. Chase Young, second-highest-rated player, 86.3. Played 29 snaps. Uh, again, Chase Young is now three consecutive weeks in a row not shown up in the box score. He doesn't show up. No tackles, no sacks. He's not a highly productive player when it comes to stats, but it doesn't matter. Very, very positive all the time whenever he's out there, making everybody better around him. That's the difference between box score watching versus watching the tape and the analytics. They're, they tell different stories. Box score, dude's non-existent. PFF, second-rated player, 86.3. That's, like, pretty damn close to elite. And, you know, all week we talked about Eric Armstead being out. What was that going to look like for the defensive linemen? And we talked Kinlaw. We talked Kalia Davis. Rightfully so. But one of the players that didn't get talked about enough was Kevin freaking Givens who is a matchup specimen who either <laughs> plays really bad because it's not a good matchup for him or really good. This was one of his games. Number 90 goes out there, 24 snaps, 84.1 grade, had a pressure, two solo stops, did have one missed tackle, but was always in the backfield. He just gave the Seahawks the offensive line problems the whole damn time. It's, and that's the thing. Who's the guy? Right? We always talk about the offense, like, oh, is it CMC? Is it Ayuk? Is it Debo? It's the same damn thing for the defense. Who's going to show up? Kinlaw continues to play great. Kinlaw had a good game. But we're talking, you know, Eric Armstead sometimes has good games, sometimes doesn't. This time it was Kevin Givens. Last week it was Kalia Davis and Kinlaw. Who's going to step up next week? Now Hargrave's dealing with the hamstring issue, so we'll see. 
if it's a bad one, you could be without both Hargrave and Eric Armstead next week. That's trouble. That's stacking injuries. That's what we, we, we always use that phrase. Injuries are bad. Stacking injuries, catastrophic. Go back to that uh, the Falcons game last year when we had like four defensive tackles out and they just ran the ball on us. That scares me. I mean, there's a legitimate opportunity that Javon Kinlaw and Kevin Givens are your starting tackles next week. Mino Gusta. Not that I don't have faith in those guys, but I want the depth and rotation to stop the run. Niners might have to make some moves and bring in another defensive tackle. Because if Hargrave is going to miss time, we'll see. I, I, I don't. I do not. I do not like that. Um, that is a concern. Givens number three, Bosa number four, eight pressures, uh, two sacks according to PFF, six hurries, four tackles, six solo stops. He did have two missed tackles, but Bosa was Bosa, man. Um, Bosa was just, he was awesome. Demo number five, Greenlaw six, Farrell seven. And, you know, Randy Gregory was the worst rated player. He had a pretty bad game. Made some big plays, though. Just a lot of missed tackles. He had three missed tackles on 24 snaps, Randy Gregory. He just can't keep contained to save his life. DFF, Kalia Davis, 22 snaps, no pressures, no tackles, no anything. He was third. And then Ambry Thomas, who we talked about. So that's that's the defense. But again, I want to turn it over to Fred Warner, the captain of this team, and I think defensive player of the year candidate. He phrased it perfectly well. Was, it, was this a dominating defensive performance? I don't think it was. But... They did what it took to win. Yeah, I got to watch it. You know, it didn't feel like our best day, but at the end of the day, we did what was what was required to win the game. I think we had two takeaways total. I, I wish we could have got that third or fourth one to help the offense out a little bit. You know, run game-wise, we had we had great success on some plays, and then other plays, you know, they're kind of getting a little bit. We got to tackle better in, in space, you know, let them, let them off the hook on some of those big explosive pass plays. And so... You know, there's little things out there, and like I said, I got to watch it to really see the full picture, but we did what was necessary to win the game. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, and so you do what you got to do. But whenever you look at everything collectively, and the 49ers have won games this year because their defense is so lights out, they've dominated teams. But look at it collectively. They've now, they're now number one. All 32 teams, the 49ers have given up the fewest points in the NFL. It's the most basic metric that is the most important metric. Score more points than they do, you're going to win the game. We have allowed the fewest points in the NFL. In the NFL. Nobody's allowed fewer points than us. Steve Wilkes doing his damn job. And on a week where you lose not one, not two, but three defensive starters. If you don't want to count Burks as a starter, that's cool too, whatever. But then you got to throw out, you know, no Eric Armstead. Hargrave gets hurt. Mooney Ward's out on the first drive. That is three key starters with a fourth flex guy, Oren Burks, who comes in on base downs. And you still did what you did. You still did what you did. Mm. Yeah, Steve Wilkes is unbelievable. I, I'm just being real. 
the same people that were saying like fire Steve Wilkes or the same ones that said fire Shanahan after like week five last year. They're the same people. Don't be those people. And I kept trying to tell you on this show, it's going to be fine. It's going to take time. They just got to figure out. They have the personnel. They have the coaching staff. This defense is better than the defense we had last year. It's better. I would take this defense every single time over that team. Every time. It's cleaner. There's more explosive plays. The roster's better, I do believe. And that's weird saying without Jimmy Ward, but it's sinking. And what did we say whenever Charvary, or sorry, when Steve Wilkes came in? This is going to help secondary play. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Whether it's guys like Demo, whose play shot through the damn roof, whether it's guys like Ambry Thomas, shot through the damn roof. That's what we're seeing. Um, ah, whew, get me all fired up, baby. Let's get to a couple questions real quick uh, that I got out you. Right here, Thomas says, you know, I've, I've refrained from calling Brock elite because I feel like you need accolades. If he gets robbed of MVP, I'm pretty sure they'll have to give him one of the all-pro nods. Uh, that would be good enough for me. You know, the MVP is just you got to build a resume, sadly, and I hate that it is that way. But, yeah, like him and Dak, the media wants to give it to Dak so bad. They do. <laughs> Look at what happened when they played each other. I understand that. And, you know, I have this right here. Like, this is what's crazy to me. And, you know, CBS put this out. Let me you know, see if I can put this up on the screen. Here we go. CBS Sports, you know, put this out. Highest passer rating in NFL history. Now, passer rating is flawed metric, but it does tell a story. Minimum 500 pass attempts. Brock Purdy's number one all time in the history of the NFL ever with a 113.8. Right behind him, Patrick Mahomes with a 103.9. And behind him, Aaron Rodgers, 103.6. Just 10 points better than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. All time. All time. Forever. <laughs> I need that like Sandlock, Sand, Sandlock gif, right? Uh, whatever he has a flashback scene and locking up the dog forever. For uh, somebody knows what I'm talking about there. Ever. I don't know what elite means, and I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. And and it's funny because when people talk about. You know, Brock, they all say the same thing. Like, oh, but he's got so many playmakers. But listen to Brock, right? If Brock was somebody else, he would go on the offensive and he would talk about how great he is and all those things. What does Brock do whenever he gets up to the podium? I'm a, I'm a part of a special group, you know. Um, any one of our guys, any, any one of our eligibles, man, you get the ball in their hands and then they can go do the rest. You know, break tackles, obviously have pull, pull away, breakaway speed. Um I mean, we see it every game. So to throw like a five-yard pass or even a deep ball, it doesn't matter. Um, we got playmakers. I freaking love it. He's using the narrative to support his team and to kind of like, you know, play, you know, I mean, this is kind of the, the all shucks mentality that is Brock Purdy. Like, oh, just let them write the narrative for me. Oh, sure. We just checked out. We just checked down. That's all we do is check down. Now, some, yeah, sometimes he does check down. There's no doubt about that. However, there's a flip side to that because Brock doesn't just check the ball down. We all know that. Listen to Debo explain it. You know, it's crazy as, as we worked that play at practice, that was like the last option to be thrown. 
And so, uh, you know, Brock just being the quarterback he is and just whenever he sees something, he's going to let it go. As you can see, like, I really wasn't running like 100 miles per hour. But once I seen, I looked back and seen Brock getting ready to cock and throw it, I had to speed up. But um, that's just something that we work on every every year in camp, and we're slowly progressing to get better at it. I mean, dudes throw the ball. And you, you look at what Brock Purdy was able to do. He had a perfect passer rating again against the blitz they blitzed him nine times this dude uh, completed seven passes on those nine blitz two of them like he scrambled up and got like sacked at the line of scrimmage or whatever for like no yard line or whatever no yard gain whatever but one touchdown four first downs one touchdown no interceptions perfect pass rate 158.3 against the blitz like you talk about checkdowns you don't watch the tape talk about how calm cool collected he is all the damn time and just paying attention to what's out there all the dang time. And I understand the elite stuff that we throw out there and is he or MVP or whatever. I, I don't care. And what I love most is whenever you ask his teammates, what is it about Brock Purdy that surprises you? Here's CFC. Man, it's funny. It's, I've, I've been asked that a lot and, and it's so tough for me to pick something. You know, I kind of just, and I try to figure out an answer just for an answer, but I don't really know if, you know, he's gotten better every week, but he, he started out so hot, you know, he started out doing things so well and he's been so consistent. And I think, um, he's the same guy every day. Um, he's a silent assassin, but you know, competitive. Um, and yeah, he's, he's growing, but he's also playing at such a high level all the time that, you know, if he just continues to be him, uh, you know, we're in the right spot. Everything is right where it should be, you know, from just a perspective of the quarterback, the offense, the defense, they're not missing. They're not missing the injuries. We're going to see because, you know, I just talked all this, this mess about Wilkes and how great they are. And they are great, you know, leading the NFL in interceptions again, back to back years. Last year, they had 20. They already have 17. They got four games left. Gosh, man, so many great things, but how are you going to overcome that issue up front if Hargrave and Eric Armstead are out? Hopefully, Hargra uh, hopefully Armstead comes back faster. Hopefully, Hargrave's injury is not that bad. But you're not building for right now. You don't rush players out there. You don't rest players, but you err on the side of caution. We, we, we don't need Armstead and Hargrave now. We need them January, right? Like, that's where we are. Now, if you bet with us again this weekend, man, I'm so thankful, you know, we're doing great. Uh, we just continue posting huge gains week in and week out. If you haven't bet with us yet, you better freaking hurry because we're running out of weeks. We got four more regular season and playoffs. We making money over here, peeps. You know sports and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds contests for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCAA, or this is pretty fun. I love this. You can bet for the fences um, by on the all new money bag. So what happens is you go, it's a one of a kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. 
All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. That's what's up. Now, I forgot to put this up earlier. Uh, I'm gonna humble. I'm not gonna humble brag. I'm just gonna brag. I'm not being humble about this at all. Um, I posted this on Twitter, and for you guys that can't see it, this was 11:29, so the 29th of November before. Um, you know, is two weeks. Two weeks ago, I said the 49ers will be the number one seed in the NFC in just two weeks, and you know, you know, just kind of calling my shot, whatever. I, I, and I felt like that would be true. Well, that has come true. And if you guys want to have some fun, you can go check this out on Twitter because, I mean, it's got like 105 comments underneath it from when I snapshotted it, which I want to say shout out to Patrick M. who said, quote, we'll take a snapshot of this screen. Better be right because I'll make you regret it. And the Eagles fans all came at me, said I should be fired. I'm an idiot and all those things. So I've been, you know, petty and going back over against those guys. So I thought that was fun. So if you want to have some uh, fun with me, just go check out those comments. It's pretty cool going back and look at the receipts. Um I, I'm sorry. On social media, I could be kind of a turd, but uh, <laughs> I, I mean it's all funny games. I don't. I'm not trying to be like a DK Metcalf out there. That's just a dirty, you know, and trying to inflict harm because you're not good at football type of person. Uh, you know what I mean. So anyway, go check that out. I'll, I'll just say I nailed that one, and I couldn't be happier. Um, now let's talk offense. Let's flip to the offensive side of the ball. Golly. If I would have told you John Feliciano, I think I said it right, would be the number one rated player for the 49ers, came out with a 91.4 grade, I would have been shocked against the Seahawks because Leonard Williams had his way with us again. Not once, not twice, three times because he played for the Giants in week three and played incredible against us. Then he gets traded to the Seahawks, played against his Thanksgiving, played, he was their best player. Then this game, he was their best damn player again. None of it was against John Feliciano. I, I did the first half breakdown this morning. 55 was a stud at the right guard, and he even had a penalty, but still was incredible. The issue, ah, the issue, the whole entire first half, again, I haven't finished the second half film, Jake Brindle and Aaron Banks. As bad as bad can be for both of them. The worst tape I've seen for either one of them. Uh, 25 players took offensive snaps. Jake Brendel finished 24th with a 50.7 grade. Aaron Banks finished dead last 25th with a 39.2 grade. Now, how much of that is, man, this matchup, they just lost this matchup three consecutive times. Leonard Williams dominated those guys. We haven't seen anybody else do it to them like that. But the fact that Valenciano was able to handle it, he's a different type player. He doesn't really fit the quote-unquote mold of 49ers linemen. Mm. I don't know. But, you know, I, I want to balance, right? Always balance. Don't want Thanos would be proud. Don't want just the positives, the rosy stuff. We got we to gotta talk about the bad, too. And the bad was Jake Brindle and Aaron Banks. They were... Terrible. The sacks, um, the run game that didn't work consistently. There, there was one drive where Jake Brendel missed three consecutive blocks on a three and out, and the drive was done. And he single-handedly ruined the first, second, third down play. And it was just like, man, like, but 
Next drive, he goes out there and makes a hell of a block 25 yards downfield. We just got to get that consistency because Brindle's one of the most athletic linemen centers in the entire NFL, but he just doesn't have the weight or the strength. And whenever you're playing against a beast like Leonard Williams, who I do consider a top five defensive tackle in the NFL, it's just not a good matchup. But I expect more from Banks. And I know that last week he played through an injury, which is awesome because he probably came back earlier than he should have. And I think that kind of had a little bit of carryover. But, man, his tape was not good. But on that very first play, and I'll, I'll play the clip here, on that very first play that was like 70-plus yards, which was awesome, Aaron Banks blocked two guys. Uh, not one. He dropped two guys. And what a statement it is to come out and run a toss play, which one of my favorite things about it was it was a can-can call from Purdy. He recognized the numbers, the count, switched it. He flipped the play. Gave them the advantage, but Aaron Banks, who had a terrible game, he blocked two, not one, but two defenders on this play. Here's CMC describing what happened. I mean, you never know till it does. You know, you just um, you kind of just read it one gap at a time and trust the guys in front of you. And uh, that was, I mean, amazing blocking. I uh, got a score there, you know. But that was, you know, great job by those guys up front all day. Um, Ba blocking downfield, 75 yards down the field again, which is just becoming routine for him. So I appreciated that, but that was a great job by all those guys up front. Yeah. And CFC's great. He always gives out credit and Roberto. I love this. Kyle's modus operandi is to go cheap on O-line, bring on the defensive line. Yes, because the scheme protects inefficiencies because you're moving laterally. You don't have to have an anchor. You don't have to be a power guy. You just got to have movement skills. That's what you got to do. And so all of the outside zone play action boot and all that stuff covers up the deficiencies of offensive line. And so I love that. You got to go cheap somewhere in the salary cap era. You have to. So Shanahan says, I'm the quote unquote genius. Now that Shanahan would say that this is my scheme. Therefore, I can make up for these deficiencies. Load up on the defensive side of the ball where I have no control. Data translate. Talent on the defensive side. Cool. You give me my playmakers and whatever else, we'll make it work on our side. Offensive line, yeah, it's awesome if you can have a Trent. It's awesome if you can have a Joe Staley. That's pretty great. But he'll cover up the rest because right now it's Trent Williams and the you know <laughs> misfit toys. And I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to all the other guys playing out there on the offensive line, but like, let's just be honest. It's Trent Williams and everybody else. Hopefully the play could be better and with John Feliciano, I want him to stay there. You know, I, I want him to continue to get snaps because this ceiling play, the game that Feliciano just played, is better than Burford's best game in the NFL. I believe that. Doesn't mean he's the long-term solution. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying Burford hasn't had a great year. Hasn't been a bad year. But if we can get this play, especially with Burford being banged up, let them marinate, man. Let them learn. Let them stay on the sideline and watch. Burford's the long-term guy. Feliciano's old. But right now, you ride the hot hand, man. And so I want to see Feliciano out there. Allow Burford to chill and just watch. This will benefit him. I, I really, really do believe that. Salty, what's up, brother? Says Niners need to fix the interior line and right tackle with the three picks in the draft. They got a lot of picks, man. Currently, uh, they have 11 picks after the Chase Young trade projected. 11 picks coming their way. 
And yeah, I think that first pick should be a right tackle or left tackle, even though Colton McKivitt's been great. Colton McKivitt's finished top five. McKivitt's had a good game. He, he had an 81.3 grade. Now, top five PFF for our team's good. An 81 grade, that would have been first place for several teams. Like, everybody on offense was legit. The grades were pretty high. But yes, I am with you. I really would like some draft capital invested in the old line. But, you know, Kyle's got to Kyle and John's got to John. And so don't be upset whenever it's a defensive tackle or a defensive end. Because Eric Armstead's long in the tooth. Hargrave's long in the tooth. Wouldn't be shocked if it's a defensive tackle. We'll see how it draws. But picking 32 is difficult because you get what falls. You see what I did there? Yeah, see, somebody got it. There we go. That's what I expect. Um, now, uh, rounding out the top five on offensive grades, Feliciano, 91.4. Ayuk, even though he had two turnovers, still finished with a 90.0 grade. Um, absolutely 89.6 run blocking grade. Gosh. His routes, he was wide open the whole damn day. They couldn't guard him. Uh, even with those two turnovers, he still finished number two. Debo, number three, 83.5. And this is my favorite thing about Debo. Okay, y'all ready? I'm going to go a different angle. Debo Samuel finished with a 90.3 run blocking grade. Elite, elite, elite. So I started going back. I went through every single game. I was like, man, is this new? Because Debo's, yeah, he's received some criticism, fair criticism, for not going all out blocking, especially when you have Ayuk going 75 yards downfield, still waylaying dudes. This is the highest run blocking grade for Debo Samuel in a game all year, all last year, all year before that, all year before that. You got to go back. There was one game his rookie year that had a higher grade than this. Debo is playing out of his damn mind in every facet of the game. Every single one. Routes, hands, after catch, rushing, and now blocking and kick return. Anybody that said anything about Debo after he signed his contract, wrong. <laughs> wrong. It took a minute. It took a minute. And so I, I'm just saying right now, Debo Samuel, CMC's great. Purdy's great. Right now, I'm telling you, right now, Debo Samuel could easily be the best player in the NFL. Right now with what he is doing. Does that mean he should be whatever else? No, because the whole season, I'm telling you right freaking now, this is 2021 playoff vibes where he just took the whole team on his damn back and just said, I'll run the ball 30 times. Throw me the ball. Like, Debo is him right now, right? NBA Jam. He's on fire. That's Debo right now. He is playing unworldly football at every freaking level. You just added run blocking? I'm sorry, man. Like, and I get it. We can talk. All these players, and all these players deserve flowers, but if you I, you can't talk about this team right now without Debo. You can't. He is the freaking lifeblood of this team surrounded by all-stars. Oh, man. I, I, I'm sorry, man. And now there's lots of reasons why you get into this. I thought this was really cool. You know, he... It's been made out there on social media. You've seen posts or whatever about his his son. This is cool. 
I mean, it means everything. Um, ever since I had him, I can I can say like the level of play and the focus and determination I have for this game has has went to another level because it's not only am I playing for me, I'm playing for my family. So like whenever you know, what I'm saying get to see him out there, he having a good time. It's just giving me more energy to go out there and just make plays. It changes. Life changes. Everybody goes through these changes. You know, I I spent most of my career teaching high school kids and coaching high school kids. And I would tell them all the time, like, man, you guys are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. Like, you got a lot of stuff to figure out. And it's not like you go to college and then you're just like a man or a woman and everything's simple. I, I'm old. I'm 42. I'm 41? I think I'm 41. 41? No, I'm 42. Okay. <laughs> no, I am 41. But whatever. Sorry about that. I still figuring stuff out as well. You know what I mean? Like when kids enter the equation, you got to put things into perspective. Debo just went through this giant contract dispute and you get your worth questioned and your manhood and your priorities and all those things. Maybe rightfully so for the amount of money they make. But I love people getting paid and that uh, celebrating other people's success is one of the things that have brought me so much joy in my life because it turned me from a competition, you know, all this kind of whatever into look man, one of us wins, we all win. We all cross together. And when good things happen to others, that is something to celebrate. And hopefully that's, you know, reciprocated, but once you get to that stage in life, it doesn't have to be reciprocated for you to enjoy life for others. It just changes. It's the empathic response to to celebrations and positives when you have kids everything changes maybe that's the reason maybe it's not but you just heard him say i'm playing for my family now it shows on tape and it's not even just these past three weeks and, and i get it whenever he got injured the the team stalled and all those things but even before the injury i kept saying repeatedly his routes are different the work ethic he put in this offseason, Debo Samuel, it translated week one, week two, week three, week four because his routes are great. His hands are better. Debo led the NFL in drops like multiple times. He's catching everything. You're seeing back-to-back -back weeks with this dude toe-tapping on the sidelines. That's not who Debo was. That's not who he was. That's who he is now. He has evolved. Right, I don't, I don't know Pokemon, but this dude, like, he's the next evolution of Debo Samuel. But now, he's gone back to he's fully healthy, and he's freaking in that you know Debo bully mentality. But he still brought with him all these elite traits: route running, hands catching, understanding offenses better, recognizing zone and man, and sitting down routes whenever he's supposed to, and not. But we're still getting the crazy freaking bully Depot. And so now you have all those different things. All those different things. And uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I get excited because as well as Depot's playing right now, and I think he's playing better than anybody else in the NFL. I, I truly do believe that. Like he is, he's making just, here we go. I, I know how to show this. This is Brock Purdy's conversation and video clip if you're watching on youtube um or twitter or twitch or wherever i don't, I don't care whatever i'll post it on social media as best i can this is the old great debo that we loved and he still has that plus more this is brock talking about just a simple check down route check down uh, seattle covered this play perfectly still got 30 yards i mean that one felt good just you know going through the progressions and hitting debo and 
you know, we talked about that all week. You know, um, obviously, if the defense gives us the longer, deeper throw, great. But we have to be disciplined and have to play with conviction to be able to go through my progressions and and um, you know be willing to take checkdowns like that. And obviously, when you have Debo Samuel as your checkdown, it's pretty good. It's just a simple checkdown, and their pursuit angles were fine. It just blew the whole team out of the water. The whole team out of the water. I, I cannot talk enough about what's happening with Debo Samuel right now. It, the, the Weapon X, whatever. Dude's just crazy, man. So anyway, I don't know. Sorry I went off on a little. Uh, yeah, that's right. Crazy Juice says <laughs> Pokemon reference. I don't know how to explain the evolution. Uh, my kid was big into Pokemon. Don't judge me. Got to catch them all. All right, here we go. Um, sticking with the top five, Valenciano one, Ayute two, Debo Samuel three. George Kittle tied with Debo at an 83.5 grade. Kittle's George Kittle, he's incredible. Colton McKivitt's fifth, Purdy six, CMC seven. Charlie Warner continues just to be an absolute stud. I love Charlie Warner. Um, he had an 84.7 blocking grade. Just does his job. Jordan Mason, nine. Trent Williams, 10. Things are working, man. And you look at the box score, and, you know, you see the quarter breakdown of scores. First quarter, 49ers scored seven points. Second quarter, 49ers scored seven points. Third quarter, 49ers scored seven points. Guess what they did in the fourth quarter? Seven more points. Oh, just a touchdown a quarter. And there's still meat on the bone. Like, they could have put up more points. Had some issues, turnovers, whatever else. But you had two turnovers and a three and out. And a block punt called back. Uh, or, sorry, a fake punt for a first down. That was the extra possession you could have had. But, man, like, this team is just hitting. It's hitting. And I'm excited about this week. We're going to have so much film uh, coming your way, which, you know, if you haven't yet, go sign up to 49ersrush.com and, you know, the free trial. Trust me, you're going to want it. We got our bets of the week over there. We got breakdowns over there. We got all that stuff. I got to schedule a Zoom hangout for the December month, which I'm super excited about. Uh, let me look at the schedule and figure some things out. This week I'm traveling to Arizona. We'll get something set up. Uh, not sure exactly when that is, but just stay tuned for that. But I want to say thank you guys. Appreciate it so much. I got to go unload a U-Haul now of all, <laughs> all this uh, tailgating stuff and return that thing before I got to pay extra fee. You are the best. Uh, until next time, stay strong, faithful. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 